G'day and welcome to the third episode of the Unclassified Footy Podcast, the grand final special. Um, as always, Joel Brooks, you're here with me. How are you doing after the grand final? I'm oh, bloody amazing, Harry. I've been by your high all night. How have you been? Yeah, not too bad. It was a great granny last night and we'll touch on that um, uh, soon in the show. But first off, we'll start with the intro. Um, we'll go... The horse racing after the grand final review. We've got the Manicano Stakes and the 100th running of the Cox Plate, which was a big milestone. And then we'll be back to footy with trade news and things that happened this week. Um, but we'll start off with the granny. How was it, mate, being a Richmond supporter last night? What were you feeling at halftime? Halftime, well, I had all my mates texting me, right? And they're like, yeah, congratulations, that's game over. Um, let's get him next week. And then I literally just said to him, we'll win this. Even I even sent it to you. We'll yeah. win this. And they're like, yeah, yeah, just joking. Yeah, just joking. And I'm like, we'll win this. Pretty much. Well, I was never in doubt either. Um, well, it was just a great granny. It had everything in it. Yeah. We touched on the first quarter. That was arguably the best quarter in the game. Good. Um, everything happened in that uh, quarter. Uh, streakers. Yeah. Should we play real Andy's? <laughs> Rumoured to be the NRL. <laughs> um, and then Vlosten knocked out by Danger. And then yeah. also Gaz in his last game. Yeah. Even in severe pain. And not, he wasn't much, people weren't giving him much of a chance to get come back on the ground. But he showed he did and came back in the second. Yeah. Um, yeah. What did you think about the first quarter? It was... Um, I thought everything. I was... When we kicked the first goal, I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Because since 2014, the um, team who kicked the first goal lost. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, this can't be good. And then just turned it around on it. We just turned it around on its head and we... We won. Yeah, we just... Went really well. And then Geelong got a f- two late goals, which was like last week. But, yeah, that didn't be us. And then the second with Boston. Danger- that was a big hit. Because yeah, that was a big hit. He's, he was never a chance of coming back on, but Ablett was. So there wasn't yeah. kind of more. And he was, a, he was a big loss for us because we lost our structure in the back line. Yeah. We lost our main core structure. Well, that, we didn't lose anything else. That showed in the second half. Well, with danger, you can replace a forward line. You can replace your forward line. But with your back line, you can't really replace it because you've got That's a structure. Got a in there. Really our back line, we've got with our back line, we have a ruckman. So that also affected then curvis because our back line, we had a second ruck, which is Bolter or Asprey. But instead of that, we had to put Jack in the ruck. Yeah, well, I think... Nane Curvis, he had a, he was doing all right in the back line. Yeah, right. he's played the last two weeks. He's played really well. Yeah, not last possession game. wise, but he was just punching the ball um, wherever they needed it, just getting yeah. into the danger zone. Yeah, he was a big part of that win last night. But yeah. at halftime, the Cats were up by fifteen points, which was some worrying signs. But I think but I'm Rick pretty sure it was Dusty that Rick. kicked the goal. Yeah, just kicked the goal late. Just, I think it helped the Tigers. 
they gave the Tigers a real good feel going into the um, quarter. Like, we got one back. Let's just keep pushing. And the halftime can come quick enough for Richmond because we needed to restructure the back line and put some structure in place. Like, we needed to put how we're going to work this. And, and it was a good move by Dimmer to put Jack down deep, which actually helped us. Um, well, the second quarter, no, it was the first the Cats got the, well, they both got the timeout pretty much with Boston. There was a seven-minute break. It was yeah, a half-hour. It was a 34-minute quarter. Yeah, so that's, that, um, I think that would have helped Geelong. But there was another one in the last quarter that we'll touch on a bit later. Uh, yeah. yeah. Coming to the third quarter, the Tigers had uh, a lot of momentum and they came back. Yeah, fit and firing. Which was good. And the rain, the rain wasn't there. Yeah, I know. It rained, it rained all night, but it <laughs> rained all day and then it just didn't come. Yeah, which, well, you, you've been saying that the Tigers play their best footy in, in, the, in the wet. Yeah, we showed that. It, last week, we showed that. We showed that yeah. we are the best wet weather side. Well, they were up by four points going to the last quarter. And, yeah, I th- when they went when they went into the fourth, it was almost done. I was pretty confident that the Tigers would get it done. Yeah, and uh, then... After just coming back, that, yeah, it was hard to stop. Yeah, I didn't think it was over. I was... The worst possible scenario for Richmond when Simpson got knocked out by his own teammate... Because that showed that let the cats rest and it stopped all their momentum that they had. And to, when was it Menegola kicked that Menegola, goal? Yeah. Yeah. When he kicked that goal, he just played. He he, he gave the cats some life. But you kept saying every time you kick a goal, you kept texting me, "It's not over. It's not over. We're not it done." Never over until the last until the last three when minutes. When kicked that goal, you're like, "It's not over yet." No, I no, no. When Dusty kicked Eric, when Dusty kicked one from the um forward, from the um fifty, yeah, bro, I knew that was game. That was game. What a great game from Dusty. Um, yes, three times North Smith first ever. Every time he was involved, the ties were on. I think. Yeah, he's he's a really good player for Richmond. He he uses the footy very well, and some other uh, standouts. I think Shane Edwards. Yeah, Edwards played a game. I think who was a bit underrated was Noel Bolter. I think he had a really good game. Yeah, just some faulty kicks. That yeah, that's what I reckon. Just I think he was very underrated. Um, and the other one that played a really good game was Bolton. Yeah, Bolton and Short. Short came second in the Norm Smith, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, Bolton didn't get that much uh, Norm Smith votes. And I was quite... Because he set that goal up for Lynch yeah. straight in front. Yeah, that was a great that, kick. That was him. Under pressure and that pretty much sealed it. Yeah, that oh no, I don't reckon. <laughs> I don't But James Short, he just knew where knew where to kick the footy every time. And he's got a great right brood on him. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Tigers what about so let's go back to Dusty here. He's kicked four goals in a grand final, over twenty disposals. Um well, last one of the goals, arguably goal of best. the finals, even <laughs> year. Year. No, a Brownlow medalist, an all Australian, and kicked a snap from an um, it's so dangerous as well. 
Yeah. No, not many people shrug off danger like that. It's pretty hard to shrug him off, but he definitely deserved the Norm Smith this time. 100%. Um, some controversy over the last couple of years, but he definitely definitely deserved it this time around. Yeah. Um, these the last two years I thought it was going to go better. He played exceptionally yeah. well but, the last two years. So he said the club said that. He short after shortly after Vlostom was knocked out, he tore his calf. That's right. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't. I I can't believe he played on. Oh, right. That shows they needed that backline structure. He was, yeah. yeah, I can't believe he kept playing. He wasn't up to his best, obviously, but yeah, I think he's still. Rioli, Rioli had a really quiet game. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Rioli is still in the team, but yeah. The one that I don't think that played hasn't been playing well all year except the grand final when he comes out was Pickett. He played a great oh, yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. I think he's very underrated. He's not a one-game wonder. He performs in and out every week. He's not going to be a star like Dusty. And, um, he's not a star, but he's, he's a role player. He knows. Yeah, he he plays his role on the wing. Yeah. But we need someone. We need someone on the wing to replace Brandon Ellis. He was a very good wingman for us. Yeah. Well, you've got Shane Edwards there, which I think he, yeah, he played. Macintosh. And Macintosh. yeah, Macintosh. He had a little goal sneak up um early. Yeah, he played a he played a very good game. Macintosh. Yeah, and Broad as well. He got something. He was in the top five of the Norm Smith. There was. Yeah. I think he got injured. And came back on. They weren't really yeah, sure. He got, I, thought he, I thought he got concussed, but he didn't. Yeah, because the 20-minute rule, obviously, he came back on. Um, no, he didn't play so, 20 minutes. He came straight back on. Yeah, he came straight back on. Yeah, I, I thought he got concussed, but he didn't. Obviously, he didn't. Uh, um, now, let's go, to, let's go to the Geelong side of things. They're, they had an, an all right game, but they just weren't the best team on the day. Let's Hawkins, I think he kicked one goal, something. Yeah, he kicked one goal. Two, one goal. Two, yeah. He was average. Average. Um, Ablett just... um, If everyone's saying... Honestly, if everyone's saying that it was... He's just... It was a very good tackle from Cotchin. Yeah. Ablett was very unlucky to get injured, but yeah. he just... The way that Cotchin dives into that ball, he puts his head first just to bustle it all out. and It's just he, an unlucky, I guess, an unlucky. Yeah, yeah, it was just, he fell awkwardly. It, it was not of Cotchin's no, fault. No, it wasn't Cotchin's fault at all. I think everyone's saying it was Cotchin's fault, but it was not his fault. No, um, he went in for the ball. Yeah. And just well, Gary. What a to keep playing. We don't know what's happened to his arm yet. Well, his shoulder. We don't know. Maybe a core. I reckon he's got needles. Far out. He probably got two yeah, needles. He definitely got painkillers. Yeah, 100%. probably couldn't feel his his arm the whole game. He couldn't move his arm. Like Danger, when Danger kicked that goal, he he tried. He went up for the one hand instead of the two. Where Danger went up for the two. He wasn't up. He wasn't at his best after that, but he still played an all right game. Yeah, I thought he got his career really well in a grand final. And yeah, that's, that's very good. Let's just go through some of his stats. Um, a two-time premiership winner, two-time Brownlow medalist, uh, three-time AFL Coaches Award, eight-time All-Australian, and a 
366 games. Uh, I think 367 after the grand final. But what a career. 357, not 67. Yeah, um, I don't know, but... 57. It's a, what a, it's a great career. He's, him and his dad, probably the best father and son combo ever. Like, I can't, two, he's captain two, he's captain the Gold Coast, he started them up. He he, got, yeah, he was, he was a lot like Tony Lockett, not like in the goal sense, but he, Tony Lockett was someone who went from St. Kilda, but he went up to Sydney as a new team. Started. Yeah, he went up, like, just to, because... He wanted they the AFL want a big time player yeah. at like a club, so then it makes the fans come up. Mm-hmm. So that's why he went over there. Yeah, well, he was getting 40, 30 touches. And then, but what he's done at Geelong now, he's just played in the forward pocket, just getting a couple of goals, just trying to. He's playing his role. He's at, playing his role very. He played his role very well. He's not. He's not the star at Geelong anymore. But he's just playing what the coach tells him to. He's not like he's playing the full, just getting just yeah. getting ten or twelve disposals a game, just just yeah, keeping well, that to a minimum. Um, well, if he's not getting 30, 40 anymore, like he was at Gold Coast. Yeah. Before Gold Coast, he won two premierships with Geelong. Um, yeah. Gun then, believe it or not, he had hair then. <laughs> yeah, he did. But. Yeah, finished it off in the great grand final. Um, was a bit emotional after the game. But it was. It was. I think with the um, the a very touch from Richmond as well. Yeah. Just to to stop their lack of honour and go over and celebrate him coming off. Yeah. Giving him a way just to come off because just for them for what he deserves to walk off. Just gave him that momentum just to walk off and it stopped. Richmond just stopped and did it and then they carried on. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I Harry Taylor is retiring as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, He hasn't announced it yet, but it's looking like it. It's looking And that was interesting. I thought he would be carried off the ground or done something with Gary. But if you're Gary Abbott, you're going to need a stage of your own. Yeah, I think that was very good. Just to walk off on his own ten terms, a lot like Kate Simpson, just to walk off. Yeah, well, yeah, he was so he he. I would love him at Carlton, but obviously his time's up, and he doesn't. I think he thinks he's finished. He's still a jet player. If he um, yeah, come to Carlton, I love him here, but yeah, I think he's done. And I think he'll go into coaching or something like that. Yeah, he'll go definitely into coaching. Yeah. So three premierships in the four years for the Tigers. Mason Cox stopped that. Mason Cox saved the four Pete. I'm happy. Yeah, well, he's a spinal specialist, but we won't touch on him too much. Yeah. Got out against Cadders. Yeah, the cats. But yeah, that's been some talk this week. Uh, we'll get back a little bit later to some talks about the grand final. But can you take us through the horse racing, Joel? Well, yeah. So the Friday night, Manakana States, Hey Doc won it. 
as he, as he did in 2017 with the pair of Luke Curry and Tony McAvoy, which he did also did in 2017. So yeah, he ran a very good race, and no one he was an outsider and just yeah. And in the Cox Plate, uh, Sir Dragnet won over Armory and the favourite Russian Camel. Um, Russian Camel. It was a surprise and, because. Many yeah, he hasn't. He's been, he's been being probably they're saying he's the best racehorse in Australia. Yeah, at the moment, it's just it's just died off. Um, the uh, jockey, G Glenn Boss, I believe, uh, one is. Uh, he got fined thousand bucks for, uh, for a uh, celebration he did. Oh really? He, he can't. When you do the celebration, you can you have to stay on the saddle, but he just he just stood on the horse, just stood right up on the horse. Yeah, so he got fined a thousand dollars for that. Uh, um, no doubt he'll be able to pay that off with four cox plates under his belt. Um, yeah, great week of racing this week, and it will be next week with Derby Day. Um, and ranting in the Coolmore should be a great, and then. Melbourne Cup will follow it up the next week. Yeah. Or is it next Monday? No, next Tuesday is the Melbourne Cup. It's oh, the first yeah. Tuesday in November. And then it goes to the... Uh, on the Thursdays, the... Oaks. Oaks. And then the Saturdays, the Family Day Stakes. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's going to be a big couple of weeks of spring racing. Yeah. Um, coming up. But that's about it from... The horse racing. The NFL. Oh, the NRL, I mean. That. We have on the NRL. Storm versus... Penrith. Melbourne trying to get two... Two from... Two two premierships in two days. In two days. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, They did that in 2017. The Storm and Richmond one as well. Well, the circumstances for Storm have been a lot harder. Um, yeah, that, well, they've they been in the hub for longer. Well, because Penrith... Um, could stay in Sydney and be in their homes the whole time. Yeah. Melbourne had to go up to Gold Coast. But in hindsight, like what Richmond said last night, it's actually brought the playing group closer. Yeah. I think after a while it would have got a bit annoying, but I think that but would have it brought, brought, it's brought them together because they learn how they interact with each other. And they're talking to each other. It's brought them like all together yeah, closer. They pretty much become family. Yeah. Being in the hub, and that'll be a great game tonight. Um, where is it? Sydney. It's ANZ Stadium. Yeah. So that'll be a good game. Um, and we'll move back to AFL because it's all about AFL this week. And yeah. we're on to things that happened. Take us through the first seg- uh, part, Joel. Um, Tom Hawkins, he had a sore throat and had to isolate himself and tested negative. Yeah, I was very happy when that, not for, I was very happy because I, I just, he had a tickling, missed training. I, personally not for anyone else, but I was happy as a Richmond supporter. I don't think there was any depth. I don't think. Oh yeah, I didn't report that he had it. Imagine if he got to the last game and he tested positive. Yeah, like what have they done? Would they? Do you reckon they would have pushed it back a week, or do you uh, reckon they would have? Yeah, probably pushed it back. 
because yeah, I would have been with him. But there's no way he could have got it. He's been in the hub for hundred. I think it was 110 days. Yeah, they 110 days that he was in the hub. And yeah, there was I, no chance that he could have got um, during that. And the next part, Reece Shaw officially leaves North Melbourne. Yeah, that. I think he had a nerve breakdown. Just was very yeah. unlucky. It's um, as Ross Lyon said on the. Uh, he said, "It's a lot of pressure to be a senior coach." I think it just kind of got to him, and he's got to take a break now, and yeah. uh, focus on something other than footy. I, I, I'm, I'm. He, I think he'll come back still. I don't think he'll be a senior coach, but. Yeah. I think he was um, going to come back to footy. My, uh, Justin, oh, I think Justin Lepich is in the running as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's just in the running for head. Well, well he good. left Richmond, but he when he, he when he was in Brisbane, he wanted that leadership of like someone under him, like a director of footy, like Paul Roos, or like a Neil Barn for Richmond, who yeah. can support him. He um, wanted someone like that. And so that's why I reckon that Paul Ruse is there. So I reckon he's he he's in the running. Um and yeah. Yeah. So we talked about the Basher calf. He tore his calf apparently. Um and we're going to this part. But you've write this. Danger is dirty. Because yeah. I'm I'm with you on that. I think he's – I had so much respect for Danger as a player, but last night just having little spot fires with all the Richmond players, I just lost all respect for him. Yeah. He, he's on still the best player. A bit of a high elbow there, just – but – Bit biased. I just think – Bit biased. Yeah, it's a bit biased, but oh, – he was just in, respect he was in a lot of the plays where the injuries happened. So yeah, just I've just lost all respect for him. And then talked about the dusty third time Norm Smith. Is that the first time it's ever happened? Yeah, first time it's ever happened. And then Kochi the got times were Hodge, Ayers. Yeah. I can't remember the other two. And then yeah, Kochi got uh, was the first ever Richmond player. To win three premierships as captain, great yep. He he and Dimar uh, turned around the club since twenty sixteen, and they came thirteenth. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, thirteenth. It's just been a great turnaround. Um, yeah, but yeah, they finished thirteenth in twenty sixteen. Um, they wanted to sack Dimar. There was heaps of people going to sack Dimar. Yeah. But, uh, Brendan Gale stuck with him and and just to turn it around, they had the belief, Richmond, yeah. to come out. They had the belief and they did a thing to, on Dylan Buck, uh, D- Dylan Friends, Brandon Ellis was talking about the three H's. It's Hero, yeah. Lee, Hero, Honor, and I can't think Honor. of the other. Yeah. Honor, and then I can't think of the other. But I'm talking about how Brandon Ellis was in a was in a actual like one of the It was family. It became family. They were enjoying it. I think 
Dima said um, in the documentary, the what was the wounded tiger? Yeah. Um, that documentary. He said that he started enjoying coaching again. It wasn't all dependent on where they were on the ladder. Yeah, they just brought them all together. Yeah, so they've become a dynasty now and they've changed that club right around. Now into the last segment, let's talk about the trade period. Not much info this week, um, except Crouch. To the Saints, he's chosen the Saints. Bit of an outsider there. Everyone thought he was going to go to Geelong or Richmond. Personally, I thought he was going to go to Geelong because Richmond don't have the salary cap. Yeah, well, yeah, Geelong, I think after they landed Jeremy Cameron, I don't think they would have had enough space to get him in, especially with um, not offering some good players such as Quinton Narkel a contract. Yeah. They must be a bit tight on cap space if they can't do that, like if they can't keep a gunfire. I think he's really good. Um, But, yeah. That'll, that he'll definitely be a big part of the trade period, Quinton Narkel, and see where he goes. But yeah, crash to the Saints. It's just going to add to their um their they, field. They, they were a real strong contender. Yeah. They are a real strong contender. Steele and Crouch, Paddy Ryder in there as well, and Zach Jones. That's a really strong midfield. Yeah. Saints, and that's yeah, that's going to be huge next year. Um, to see where they come, and then Cameron saying he will not be playing for GWS and the preferred club is Geelong. Yeah. Think he was... a, I guess it wasn't a surprise, but it wasn't. Yeah. Oh. I thought, oh it was, was a 50-50. It was a but, yeah. yeah, I think he's... I think Geelong's a very good club to go to. Yeah. Well, him and Hawkins will be a great duo. No doubt. Yeah. That'll be hard. Um, the goey state of pie. So now they've got the cap space. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I don't know. They've got they've got rid of a couple of players. I think they'll. I don't think they'll have much of a trade period. Um, depends where they're at in the cap space, obviously. But the goey is chosen. Uh, club over money. I think he would have got a lot more from other clubs. Yeah, definitely Colden, but they put out of the race. Yeah, Essendon were in it as well. I think Essendon would have offered him a fair bit, but he turned that down. Uh, yeah, so that's good for the Pies, the Pies fans. He's a star of their club. and um, People have said he's a bit overrated uh, with – he's only come – he hasn't come in the top five in the best and fairest. He came eighth in 2018. Is that um that year, and that's the only time he's been in the top ten for the uh, Brown uh best and fairest, but he's had injuries and what's um so, so I think he'll get better as he goes on. Mm-hmm. And then Dunkley, this was a big surprise this week. Dunkley to Essendon, he's there's some rumours going around. It's up in the air, but uh, Seven mm-hmm. AFL have said that he's told. Bulldogs that he wants to go to Essendon. Yep. Um, yeah, well, big surprise. I did not see that coming at all. Same, but yeah, just contracted play. He's got two years left on his contract. I think the dogs CEO or uh, manager said he's not going anywhere. He's a contracted player and he loves the club. 
but there's yeah, it's just up in the air at the moment, and we'll probably yeah. get some more info during the week about that. And he's gonna, Essendon have to gonna give up something uh, a lot for him because he's a, definitely a good player. Yeah, I think he's worth. I think he's worth a um, top twenty draft pick this year. I, yeah, especially if he's going to Essendon. And then Hogan. Mount are yeah. interested in Josh Josh Marnie spoke to him the other day, Hogan, to come back. What do you reckon about that, Harry? I don't know. I think um Melbourne I think they want they didn't want to get rid of him, but I think they were happy to let him go. Freo haven't done much with him uh with the uh mental illness problems. He hasn't been able to play too much, but this year he showed some showed a bit of spark. Um, as a as a forward, he could he could show that he can take marks, some strong marks, and yeah, Melbourne, um, they're begging for some forwards. Uh, they're interested in Ben Brown. I don't know if they need Jesse Hogan uh, for their future, but he's definitely a good pickup if they can get him going again um, for pretty much nothing. It well, he won't be worth much as much as he was when he went to Freo. Yeah, he won't, but yeah, just had to. Um, yeah, well, that pretty much wraps up the show. Next week, it will be a trade period um, discussion. Uh, we will give you more info about when that is. I think we'll do two during the jo- trade period, Joel. We do one at the very start and we'll do one at the very end as well. Um, yeah, so, but thanks for uh, tuning into the 2020 uh, AFL season Unclassified Footy podcast. Uh, thanks, Joel, and we'll see you okay. later on. Go Tigers.